following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Do you trust the process? Hello, everyone. It is I, Brian Finch. Flying solo. Yeah, uh, something came up with Rye. So uh, I will be giving his wide receiver rankings for you. And I will be bringing the cornerback rankings for you. Uh, his, uh, it was Ryan's personal top 10, my personal top 10. We'll start at the bottom. We'll work our way up. And I'll give a little quick thoughts about them. Uh, this won't be a very long episode. Uh, but uh, it, it's all part of the process. Yes, that's right. I'm going to name drop that word again. And the reason is is because it's about branding, guys. Got to know your brands. Got to know where to go for all your favorite college football takes. And that is us here at Processing the Process, I hope. Uh, all kidding aside, uh, I am ready to just dive right in. So I am going to start with Ryan's list. So Ryan took wide receivers, like I said. And starting at his number 10... Is John Mechie the third? John Mechie the third out of Alabama. Uh, John Mechie is a Ontario boy. For for any of you uh, local Bills fans, Buffalo area people, uh, we got a neighbor to the north here at number ten. Uh, John Mechie is solid and all around wide receiver. Uh, if you're talking about draft grade and uh, Rounds drafted expected for John Mechie. I would definitely say he's a day two guy. Uh, he's got all the tools to make himself a early starter for any NFL team. Um, but, you know, just maybe lacks a little bit of extra flair or flash. Um, but beyond serviceable. Like, the, the guy's going to have a good NFL career, I believe. Uh, coming in at number nine is Justin Ross. Justin Ross is the wide receiver out of Clemson that we all thought would have been the number one pick last year. Uh, he obviously was hurt at Clemson and opted to um, not go into the draft, and then he did not get to play at all this year for Clemson. So here he is at number nine. Uh, still has lots of potential. Like, you know, he, he can make some ridiculous catches. Contested catches, uh, sideline catches, great body control. Um, just whether or not he can put it all together, it seems like the biggest thing with him, staying healthy, uh, staying mentally strong, and battling through what probably will be some early career adversity, uh, I would think. Uh, just because he's coming from a unique, unique situation, just so far removed from actual team football. You know, there's only so much you can get out of uh, running your drills or, you know, working out and 
doing uh, your draft prep and stuff like that. So big difference coming from being a 10-game um, player to a guy that sat out, you know, all last season. So uh, J- Justin Ross, still a favorite of mine as far as a guy I'm rooting for. Uh, really like to see him put it all together here. Uh, number eight, we got David Bell. Uh, David Bell is a name uh, that has been sneaking up the draft boards as of lately. And uh, the reason I can tell you is because uh, this draft class has a little bit of everything for everybody. So the Purdue Boilermaker uh, comes in at 6'2", 210. So he is that good combination of size, uh, speed combination, reliable hands, um, where I bet that he could use some work, uh, without having full prep on him done is, uh, David Bell, probably, um, not the most gifted at getting off the line or creating separation, um, within the first five yards, uh, while he does have good size, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know how many reps he had against really legit, uh, starting caliber cornerbacks uh, coming out of the Big Ten because there, uh, there's just not a lot this year as far as the cornerbacks in the Big Ten. Um, if you're looking at the SEC, the ACC, um, some other like uh, mid-American conference players, you know, there's some very solid cornerbacks in this class, but uh, ones that uh, David Bell faced this year, not, not necessarily your most challenging of uh, cornerback matchups, so... But, you know, the potential is there coming in at that size. Um, having the consistency that he does with his hands is a good advantage to have. And I anticipate uh, David Bell's going to be, once again, a, a day, probably a day two guy. Uh, I For me, I feel most comfortable drafting him probably in the third round, uh, it feels like to me. Uh, early stages of, or early picks of the third would feel okay to me. Uh, next pick at uh, – or next – uh, player here for Ryan at pick or said it again, man. I just want to do a mock draft. Uh, at seventh overall wide receiver, uh, is where George Pickens comes in. So George Pickens, um, he comes in, uh, playing for the Georgia Bulldogs as a guy that as a guy that I think can better than most people in this draft class play his best football is still ahead of him. Um, what he's done in college and on the limited time that he has, um, you know, only playing two full seasons. Uh, he, he's looking at being a potential end of first round, uh, but definitely a, a second round draft pick all day. Great size at six, three, two Oh one. You really saw what he could do uh, through the playoff games and, down the stretch of the SEC schedule, you know, this guy uh, definitely has all the tools of being a true outside dominant wide receiver. Uh, can be a, a good matchup problem uh, with that size and speed combination. So George, George Pickens has definitely uh, helped himself just about better than anyone else in this class. Uh, now we're getting to the, what I would call the, almost surefire first round picks as long as people want them. Um, so th- what what I mean by that is just, you know, I don't know where the NFL scouts and GMs 
have other positions rated. Uh, it's one of the things that I would love to be able to s sit and do is just look at their big boards and ask them, like, how do you decide? Where I think this is a solid wide receiver class. Um, like I already said, there's great cornerbacks, um, pretty good offensive linemen, especially tackles, and some good edge rushers. So, like, a really good mix, I think, of this draft class in the first round of <clears throat> talent. And I think uh, if I were to ask a GM, how do you break down your big board and how do you know which positions to rate, it, it would have to be team-specific, scheme-specific. Uh, I could see a player like, I know I'm going on a tangent here, but a player like Jordan Davis um, from Georgia being the big guy, uh, the, the two-gapper uh, control line of scrimmage defensive tackle, he may not be as favorable from one team to the other. Now, as a Bills fan, I do want him because I think that going down the stretch, uh, the Bills run defense could have helped them out a lot more uh, than they did. And I think being having a big plugger in there in the middle would have helped out a lot. Now, is that worth the same pick as some of these wide receivers? I don't know. It's it's a weird thing that and I, I would love, like I said, I'd love to just ask these GMs, like, how do you figure it out? How do you get to this point? Um, I know that they'll say, you know, you believe in your grades, believe in your information, and, you know, they have a good consensus of the room and good cohesion. So that's all the kind of language I would anticipate coming out of them. But at the end of the day, someone's got to rank them, and I know it's probably the GM overruling everyone else but very interesting topic that i would love to get some insight on uh so like i said here are the uh the the top six what is i feel are the sh almost surefire locked in you could take them in the first round and sleep pretty good at night uh picks so Traylon burks Traylon burks comes out of arkansas fantastic year amazing tape really love everything that he was able to do this year um, you know, it, kind of being the one guy who, uh, came into the year with buzz and then just kept it going. You, they, they were like, you know, we love the buzz. We love, um, you know, you, the idea behind you, what you can be at six three two twenty five. I mean, the, the guy's going to run in the low four fives. I mean, at that size, that's almost blazing that's like that's very fast like if he runs faster than uh, a four five six or four five five i actually would be a little shocked because watching him play against alabama i mean he had some breakaway speed like make a make a cut and get downfield in a hurry kind of thing uh so it, one of my favorite wide receivers of this class by far um in all honesty i would probably have him a little higher than six but um, I will uh, try and figure out uh, as we go along here while Ryan's thinking, and I I I bet I'll I'll figure it out pretty quick. Uh, so Jahan Dotson comes in at number five. Uh, number five, Jahan Dotson is uh the wide receiver out of Penn State. He is your shifty do it all slot receiver. Feel very good about him. Uh, as far as his transition to the pros, uh, I it's a clear it's a clear line to me. 
Uh, he can be your gadget guy right away. He can be your punt return guy right away. Uh, kick returns, obviously, the same. And then you can use him also uh, as you go along, as long as he does well with the playbook. You know, keep keep using him as those designated screens, designated end arounds, um, or use him as the uh, decoy and the the fakes of the end arounds and stuff like that. It's it's easy to use him in this new NFL, um, maybe more than it would have been in the past. Uh, but an explosive player uh, uh, can be a real difference maker, I think, on the field. Um, you know, short on the shorter side, obviously at five eleven, one eighty three. But at the position you're asking him to play, he's built well. Uh, he is. I don't look at him and think that he um, has a um, a weight gain issue. Uh, it seems like he is the kind of guy that carries the the weight well, and it's he's got a good frame, good base underneath him. Uh, so it's not something I'd be worried about with him. Uh, but uh, one of the more fun tapes of wide receivers from this year to definitely go back and watch. At number four is a favorite of processing the process, a guy that we would have taken, ooh, he might have been two at best, three at the worst in wide receiver rankings for uh, Ryan and I last year. Huge fan of Chris Olave from Ohio State. He's all reliable. Uh, in a lot of ways, he reminds me of Robert Woods in the way that he's built um, and, and the way that his, the defined route uh, running that he already has is how pristine it is, how, you know, top notch it already is. There's not uh, there's there won't be a strong curve learning curve for Chris Olave as he goes to the pros. As far as that goes, you know, they they've got one of the best wide receiver coaches in all of college football. Um, name is escaping my mind right now. Uh, Brian Hartline, and uh, you know he's getting these guys ready to go, and they buy in. Uh, fantastic products coming out of Ohio State recently in the wide receiver room. You know, so it's it's a position that I feel very strongly, um, and that when you take a guy out of Ohio State, you, there's a few things you can probably cross off as a bare minimum. You can cross off that he. It has good release, gets off the line well, um, understands separation and how to use his body. You know, they're normally pretty um, spectacular when it comes to body control, sideline catches, you know, using the their frame to their best of ability. And it's it's something that gets you started day one. And they also, um, I mean, they love the block. I mean, if you watch Ohio State running plays, you know, these wide receivers get down there and they block their butts off. Uh, here we are now at number three. It is Chris Olave's teammate at Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson being the more explosive of the two. Uh, the guy that can take the top off the defense, as they say. Uh, big fan of Garrett Wilson and what he has done. Uh, grown a lot. He emerged last year in the Michigan game. I remember... Um, him completely torching Michigan's cornerbacks and really exposing them and having a, a fantastic day. And then uh, he carried it into this year. Garrett Wilson is that guy uh, that you look for in today's game. Um, he has a lot in common with um, what I think is some of the better 
wide receivers uh, to be playing at um, in the speed aspect. You know, he he was going to remind you of a, of a Will Fuller at times uh, because he's kind of lanky. You know, six foot one ninety two. Uh, it's that's it shows good weight for his height at six foot one ninety two, but. Uh, it's not what you see when you look at him on the field. He he does look more slight than you would appreciate or um, expect, I guess you should say is a better way of saying that. Uh, so Garrett Wilson, you know, he, he's he's going to be easily one of the first wide receivers taken off the board, and it's easy to see why because of he's a, he's a big play. That's what he is. He's a big play just waiting to happen and easy to root for this guy um, as far as, like, you know, it, it's – he just makes football fun. I love guys like that. Just catch and uh, run after the catch and just a lot of fun. And I'm a Michigan fan. Believe it. Uh, here we are now at pick two. I said pick again. Man, Ryan really must pick me up pretty good because I keep saying pick. Uh, Drake London out of USC is the second wide receiver here on this list. Um I know Ryan and I have talked about him, not on air, but, um, well, we probably did in the mock draft. But either way, uh, Drake London is that strong-handed, physical, dominating X receiver that is has got that Mamba mentality, to use a, a basketball reference. He He's the guy that can take over a game um, mentally, physically, and then uh, on the field, obviously, it'll show up too. So, um, man, it, it he's uh, and he kind of was a late riser a little bit last year. Um, it was a guy that was putting together a solid season, and then right towards the end of the year, say the last few games, and then into the bowl, into the bowl game, uh, just absolutely exploded. Now, he's one of the biggest wide receivers to be uh, mentioned in the first round over the last few years. Coming at 6'5", 210, you know, monster of a human being as far as, you know, just pure height and uh, ability to go up and get the ball. He's 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 going to go high point it. He's going to be tough to deal with in that aspect. He's going to make some quarterback's job a lot easier just because you can trust him in those 50-50s and – He's gonna make you feel good because he's he's gonna he's gonna come down with it more than often more often than not, and um, you know get he gets good separation too. So uh, it's got the great catchability, you know, like uh, body control and contested catches. All those things are fantastic with Drake London. So a lot of fun there. And then uh, his here comes no, Ryan's number one. It's a uh, Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama, and. He's hurt. So I know what Ryan's saying here. If Jamison Williams is 100% healthy, uh, very good argument for him being number one. What he was doing before his injury in the championship game was dominance. It it wasn't um, like last year's Heisman winner dominance, but – you know, and Devontae uh, Smith, it was dominance in the fact that he came kind of out of nowhere. Uh, you know, the 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 wide receiver room like was a little nicked up this year, so a little bit of rotation in and out. And it, down the stretch, when Alabama really needed it, uh, he was that big play guy. He was making things happen. 
Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch him figure out his game, figure out what he brings to the table, what he does best, and then just keep attacking over and over, relentless. He's got the speed. He's got the route running. He's got the great hands. He's got the yards after the catch aspect. You know, he's running back with the ball in his hands. Uh, very good, very good player. Jameson Williams, uh, hopefully he has a speedy recovery, hopefully ends up in a place where he can redshirt a little bit. Uh, you know, he, I don't want him to slide down the board too much because there's a lot of money left out there. So that that would be tough. But it is what it is. Um, I'm sure he's, you know, thinking the same, but at the same time, you got to have that mentality of no matter where I go, no matter when I'm picked, I'm, I'm going to be ready to step up when my name's called. And uh, everything that we know about him so far is definitely like that. So that is the wide receiver rankings from Ryan. I love it. Uh, I wanted to be able to ask him some other questions about it. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So uh, let's go through my cornerbacks now. Uh, we're going to start at the bottom just like we did with Ryan's list. Uh, coming in number 10, Kobe Bryant, cornerback out of Cincinnati. Uh, the lesser known, um, not as gifted maybe, cornerback Kobe Bryant, but also no slouch because when you're playing opposite of a stud cornerback on your team in college, you get targeted a lot. And he made teams second guess that uh, just because Ahmad Gardner's on the other side uh, didn't necessarily mean that people were willing to go at Kobe Bryant that much more. Uh, also with his spelling of his name, uh, it is, it's Kobe Bryant, but it's uh, C-O-B-Y. Uh, not uh, the traditional K-O-B-E, uh, which I like a lot. I like the change up of the spelling there. You know, we're big name guys here in processing. Uh, so there, there is a unique name there. Kobe Bryant, uh, cornerback out of Cincinnati. Uh, number nine, Tariq Woolen, cornerback um, uh, out of uh, Tulsa. Oh, boy, having a big brain fart here. Sorry, guys. UTSA. Is that Tulsa? Oh, boy. Uh, I'll be honest right now. Don't have uh, any knowledge, no film on him. Uh, smaller school guy. Uh, Got to get into him. But um, this is what I'm going off of as far as from our friends over at Draft Network. Uh, this is a name that I will have to get into more. Um, excited to, though. Uh, here we go. Out of um, Mississippi State is Martin Emerson, uh, cornerback, number eight. Uh, he's another name that I need to get into. Uh, the But SEC, uh, there's going to be good tape out there of trying to see what he was able to do against these uh, stud wide receivers that we just talked about out of the SEC. So that will be fun tape to get into. Uh, now we're starting to get into some names that are very uh, appealing as far as when you're um, picking in, let's say, the mid-second rounds. Yeah, I, I like mid, maybe late second round for some of these guys, but I like Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. Uh, once again, just like uh, we had with uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, the, he's got another guy on the other side that's getting drafted out of Washington too, and Trent McDuffie, who you could argue, uh, obviously, is um, the more polished cornerback. But Kyler Gordon still shot his targets and still stood up to, good to the test. Uh, he's, he's got good tape out there. He's pretty sticky. 
good competitiveness. You know, those are the things that you need to have bare minimum as a cornerback for me. Uh, the, not giving up on a play. It's okay to get beat, but never give up on a play. And I, I also like when you can just stick with the guy. Just stick with the guy, see see where it gets you, and you know that's a big thing that I'm all about right there. So uh, Washington still bringing that defensive caliber, um, elite caliber that is players to the NFL. Uh, number six, Kair Elam, cornerback out of Florida. Florida all of a sudden becoming a DBU in a way. Uh, the pipeline of them has been solid as of late. Uh, for the longest time, it seemed like they were putting out good athletes, but they were lacking the polish. They were lacking the nuances to really take advantage at their position, even uh, having you know like above average athleticism. So, uh, Kair uh, Elam is a guy that I would definitely trust uh, to be a starting cornerback uh, in the NFL. That this is the first guy that I would feel okay like when I take Elam. I know that I am taking a guy that I feel confident in uh, lining up on Sunday to give me good competition. He's he's not a guy that should get washed. He's a guy that will compete well, good contestability, and um, he's, he's pretty strong. He's he's um, fluid. So those are the you know things that Kair uh, Elam brings. Guy that stood stood up to um, you know the SEC challenge as well. So good to see there. Uh, here's Trent McD- uh, McDuffie at pick, pick five, <sighs> position five. I am failing, man. I can't get rid of these picks in my head. Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. Like I said, just mentioned him in reference to his teammate Kyler Gordon. Uh, ultra competitor, uh, very strong um, at the catch point. He he really makes it tough on you. Um, I liked his tape a lot. I'm excited to get into him more. Uh, pick four. I'll just keep saying pick. Who cares at this point? I'm so lost and tired. Uh, Andrew Booth, the cornerback out of Clemson. A uh, lone standout for the Clemson um, Tigers this year. A rough year, obviously, for Clemson, but Andrew Booth's stock in the NFL draft uh, got boosted every single game. Got great tape out there. Um, real difference maker for what was a underachieving defense and team this year for Clemson. So that's always good to see um, good products coming out of that school. Uh, here is Roger McCurry now at three, uh, the Auburn cornerback. Uh, this is what I would start saying. These guys are my studs. These are my studs, guys that I feel like I am drafting a guy to lock up my number one cornerback position for, you know, a, a decade, hopefully, um, you know, all things going well. So Roger McCurry, obviously SEC, he is that, he is that nasty stick it with the stick with you guy. Um, never is out of the play. Great hand fighting, fantastic, uh, competitor, really great tape out there on him. Um, Love this guy. Big fan. Ahmad Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. Uh, he's a stud. He's that guy that I knew all draft season or uh, last year that he he was going to be a name that I was going to keep my eyes on and a, a name that I knew that a lot of NFL draft guys uh, 
Twitter draft guys, you know, are going to be talking about. And they he didn't – another one that did not let up. He did not lose a step. He uh, was a hot name coming into the year and played great all year round. Uh, just a well-rounded, perfect do-it-all cornerback. I think that uh, maybe what he lacks exactly in pure athleticism as far as just foot speed um, and agility, he more than makes up in tenacity, uh, tackling ability, and strength and just the the guy's a dog, you know, as they say, he's a dog. Uh reminds me of um uh kinda like a Cromarty. But Cromarty was probably a better athlete. But either way, a, a real you know, real dog in the fight there. And then uh number one is Derek Stingley Junior. Definitely a name that was brought up last year around um post draft time as a guy that we would have been looking forward to. I mean, he got handed the number nine at uh, LSU as a true freshman. That is rare because uh, the number nine is ex- exclusive for uh, what is known as um, the the real LSU stars go. You know, you can go back and look at the list, and they're all very impressive names that have worn number nine. So, obviously, the team thought very highly of him. I know he was a highly ranked high school recruit. Derek Stingley above Everyone else in this draft class, including other positions, I think he has withstood it all and come out as clean of a prospect as you can hope for. He's got that phenomenal foot speed, incredible acceleration, closes on the ball as well, great at contesting catches, breaking up passes, very, very good cornerback, elite, uh, has a very good chance of being just elite at his position for many years to come and is a guy that you know i am very interested to see how uh, early he goes because you know there's some needy teams i know in the top part of the draft there that already have either their quarterback or whatever and may not need to be taken one so now they will be shifting to the defense probably because it's a pretty good defensive draft and uh i think stingley is one of those dudes he's gonna be one of those dudes that you want on your team because I think he's that much of a difference maker. So that is it for today. Uh, like I said, yeah, quick, easy episode. Uh, sorry about all the picks. I don't know why I can't get out of my head that I wasn't doing a mock draft, but I love mock drafts so much. Uh, that is the it, though. That is uh, all I have to say today. Uh, Miss Ryan and uh, Miss Football already, because it feels like it's almost gone. Um, enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. And then uh, at, at once that game hits double zeros, everyone's back to the same record in the NFL, and it is full-on eyes on the draft. So I hope you're ready. I hope you keep coming back. Uh, do us a favor. Go out there on your favorite uh, apps. Uh, subscribe. You know, um, If you have a way of rating and reviewing, do that. Uh, if you share. If you want to share the episodes, if you want to literally plug in your AirPods into someone else's head and play these episodes for them, maybe not this one, uh, but definitely do that. You know, we appreciate all the support. Uh, we're happy to be back here as draft season is getting fired up. And uh, we'll, we'll be back next week for uh, more positional breakdowns. 
covering any news that may happen and just overall just having a great time processing that process.